Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. In this holiday season, we are remembering Jesus. And today we are thinking especially of his love. Oh, what a wonderful subject, the love of Jesus. I think we could speak hours, days, months. This life is too short to say everything there is to say about the love of Jesus for us the love of the Father for us. And I also want to think especially of the love of the Father who sent us Jesus. Let's read this main scripture for today in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. Well, that's a wonderful verse to read today or a couple of verses that will impact you. And I would just like to advise you or just give you a hint here. Read these verses a few days in a row, and it will impact you in such a wonderful way. It says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Oh, I love these verses, and they are also great to share with those that are still non-believers, who maybe have such a wrong image of God who walk around with these questions, where is God in these days? And if he is loved, then why am I sick? Or why are all these things happening in the world today? Where is his love? But his love is so evident, and especially to those that have believed and have received the Son, Jesus. Oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When that love has been poured into your soul, your spirit, your body, your whole being. Oh, it just puts you in another dimension and you live on the clouds with him. How wonderful it is. Well, remember the Father's love. The Father's love was typified by Abraham. If we go to that chapter, that 22nd chapter of Genesis, we find how Abram went to sacrifice his son. And I know this is a chapter that many people struggle with because they just cannot understand how God would ask someone to sacrifice his son, and especially Abraham, waiting for around 25 years for that promised child and then receiving it. And as a teenager, having to bring him to that mountain to sacrifice him in obedience to the Father. We don't understand this, but this is so important for us because this shows the love that God had for us. It says in verse 13 and 14, Then Abram looked up and glanced around, and behold, Behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering. 
instead of his son. So Abraham named that place, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day on the mountain of the Lord, it will be seen and provided. This picture shows us the love of the father. The father didn't want Abraham to sacrifice his son, but he wanted to show us the price, the price that was necessary. And so he stopped Abraham and he gave a ram that Abraham could sacrifice in the place of his son. But he himself, the father, gave his son. And when that knife came down, as to say in that way, when he went to the cross, he did not stop but he allowed his son to die as a sacrifice in our place. Yes, in our place, in your place, my friend, in my place, Jesus died for us, and he went willingly to the cross. Jesus went willingly to the cross, and we can say a lot about that love of Jesus, how he went to the cross for us, but think of the Father giving his only son in your place because you needed someone to die for you. You needed someone to shed his blood for you, to pay the price for your guilt, for your sin, for your shame. And that was not just ordinary blood, but it was the blood of the Son of God, holy and pure, that was shed on the cross to pay the price for you, for me, and to cleanse us and to free us from the guilt. Oh, hallelujah today for the love of the Father that is so great that he gave his Son for you. The Father's love is a life-giving love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, it says, By this the love of God was displayed in us, in that God has sent his one and only begotten Son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, into the world so that we might live through him. Well, there are many other scriptures that I could give to show that our life, eternal life, is in the Son. It is in Jesus. And God gave that life, that eternal life, to us through the Son that we would live in him. As he lives in us, we are alive in him. Oh, read John chapter 15 about the vine and the branches. We live because his life is flowing through us, not just in this body that one day we will lay this body down, but our spirit man will live for eternity in Christ. And that is the life that we have received in him. The Father's love is extended to all mankind. In Titus 2, verse 11, it says, For the remarkable, undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, all men and all women, to mankind. Oh, how wonderful that that love of the Father is not an exclusive love just for some high society group. No, it's for everyone from the beggar to the king. It is for everyone, everyone who will believe, everyone who will open their hearts for him. 
Isn't it wonderful that the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are going around through the whole earth, seeking whose heart is open for him. And when he sees a heart open, he comes and he has fellowship with that person. He'll have fellowship with you today and share his love with you if you will just open up your heart for him. Remember Jesus' compassion toward mankind. Or if you look to the life of Jesus, you will see that he loved people. Do you love people? Well, we love some people. And sometimes we only love people that are kind to us, that love us. But Jesus loves all people. He loves those that are too dirty to touch, that even have a bad smell. He loves people that made a mess of it. He even loves people that hate him, that are his enemy. Can you believe this today? But it is true, I tell you. Read your Bible and you will see that it is true. He had compassion toward the leprous men. In Mark 1, verse 40 and 41, it says, And a leper came to him, begging him, and falling on his knees before him, saying, If you are willing, you are able to make me clean. Moved with compassion. Let me read that again. Moved with compassion. Oh, Jesus reached out with his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed. Oh, how wonderful. He touched that leper. Oh, that was a disease that nobody wanted to catch. And so those lepers, they couldn't just walk around other people. They had a little bell and they had to shout, unclean, unclean. Whenever they went to go and get water, they had to shout, unclean, so everybody could get away. And nobody wanted to come near them. It was such a contagious disease. But Jesus, he touched the leper. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, perfect and holy, he touched that dirty leper, that sick leper, and he made him whole. Oh, he'll touch you today, my friend, no matter how far you have run from God, no matter how sinful you are, he, the Holy One, will touch you and cleanse you and make you whole. He had compassion toward Jerusalem. In Matthew 23, verse 37, it says that Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who murders the prophets and stones to death those messengers who are sent to her by God, how often I wanted to gather your children together around me as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling We see here that he had compassion for that city. He had compassion for the people there. And it says, how often? In other words, many times I wanted to gather your children together around me but you were unwilling. Oh, Jesus is saying, I saw you running around as sheep without a shepherd. I saw your distress. I saw your frustration. I saw how the enemy was oppressing you. And I wanted to gather you around me to share my peace, my love, my goodness with you. But the messengers, you stoned them and you killed them and you murdered the prophets. You didn't accept me, but I kept 
sending them. I kept sending them as he is also sending messengers into the world today, into the cities and the towns. And he is telling them, I love you. Oh, I love you with such a great, wonderful love. I am moved with compassion over your distress and your pain. You are my creation. And I want to lift you up to become a child, a son of the most high God, a daughter of the eternal God and Father. Oh, today, say yes to him. He is moved for you. And don't be unwilling because you'll just suffer more. But the moment you give your life to Jesus, life will come to you. He had compassion toward the scattered multitudes. In Matthew 9, 36, it says, when he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for them because they were dispirited and distressed like sheep without a shepherd. Oh, it wasn't just for Jerusalem. It wasn't only for the Jews. He saw the crowds. He healed many, and he wants to heal you today. He saved many, and he wants to save you today. He blessed many, and he wants to bless you today. He is moved with the crowds, but he doesn't just see a crowd. He sees the persons in that crowd. He sees you he knows where you're coming from. He saw your beginning in the womb of your mother, and he has a blessed future for you. Remember his mission to earth. He came to preach. Yeah, that's how simple it is. In Mark chapter 1, verse 38, Jesus replied, and he said, let's go on to the neighboring towns so I may preach there also. That is why I came from the Father. Jesus said, I came from the Father to preach. What did he come to preach? Well, you need to read the Gospels. And when you listen to the preaching of Jesus, wow, I tell you, that's some powerful preaching there but it is simple preaching. So many times we as ministers, we want to impress the crowd with our knowledge. We want to impress the crowd with all that we have studied in the word, but does it really benefit them? Does it really help them in practicality for their normal daily living? I think many times not. But Jesus, whenever he uttered a word, whenever he preached, he was uplifting the people. He was showing them the way to the Father. He was showing them the Father, the love of the Father, the plan of the Father, and how they could participate in that plan or be part of it and become one with it. Oh, God wants to preach that same message to you in the simple preaching of Christ. Yes, I say simple preaching, but it was profound preaching. It says he preached like no other Pharisee. He preached like no other teacher. He preached with authority and he preached that message in understanding, revealing the deep secrets of the kingdom, of the word of God in such a way that all could understand it. He also came to fulfill the law. In Matthew 5, verse 17, it says that he said, do not think that I came to do away with or to undo the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Oh, yes, he came to fulfill. The law is there. And on ground of the law, we are all found guilty and we are all lost. And he doesn't just do away with the law. He fulfilled it 
because he is righteous. He calls the father righteous father. Yes, the father, if he would just put away with the law, wouldn't be righteous, but he upheld the law. And on account of the law that was fulfilled in Christ, we are set free. Hallelujah. Yes, he fulfilled it. And he fulfilled it even so by paying for our debt on the cross, that it is finished. It is accomplished. Hallelujah. The debt is paid in full. And that's why the law cannot condemn us any longer. That's why we are free because he fulfilled it and he even fulfilled it on our behalf and paid the price. He came to save sinners. Oh, I love this one because I also was a sinner, but by grace I am saved. Oh, I think you should be able to say amen on that one. In 1 Timothy 1 verse 15, it says, this is a faithful and trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance and approval that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost. Yes, he takes his place there in line, and he says, I am in that line of sinners. Yes, I am even the greatest sinner of all of you, but I am free. Oh, I am saved. Why? How? Through Jesus, Jesus who came to save sinners. I am one of those sinners also, but hallelujah, I am free. Are you one of those sinners that have also been saved? Or are you also free in Jesus Christ? If so, say amen. If not so, please say, I want to be saved and I want to receive it right now. Or if you receive Christ Jesus, you will be set free. Yes, he came to preach. He fulfilled the law. He saved sinners. And that salvation is here for us today. Oh, how wonderful as we are in this holiday season, that we can remember his mission to earth. He came as a child. Yes, and that's what many remember, and that's where many stick at the manger. But he grew up, and he fulfilled his mission. He fulfilled his calling. He fulfilled the will of the Father, and he completed it fully. And that's why you and me can be saved today. Do you want to be saved, my friend? Then pray this simple prayer with me and say, Father, I come to you right now, this moment, in the name of your son, Jesus. I believe that you sent him to this world for me as a sinner to save me by taking my place on the cross and paying the price for my debt. I believe that he died on my behalf to give me life. I believe that he rose out of the grave after three days and he is alive today. He fulfilled his mission and that's why today I can receive him, not a dead Christ, but I can receive the living Christ who is my strength, who is my life, my joy and my peace. He is my forgiveness. Father, cleanse me right now and accept me as your son, as your daughter. I receive Christ. I receive you 
and I believe you have received me right now in your kingdom. Thank you for your love. Thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for all that you have done for me. I believe in you, and I praise you, and I give you all honor, glory, and praise. I thank you, Father, for this wonderful season. And Lord, I thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 